Podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our super little podcast, we're going to be talking about mm, glassy cherries, die hard, and sticky or itchy, which is better. If you like the sound of that, then do have a listen to us every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There will be more chat, plus some great songs thrown in for good measure. I'm pepped right up, Bush. Whoa, me too. Whoa, going to be one hell of a show. <laughs> now, this is the big question, my friend. It's a little bit, you know, it's an obvious question to ask you because it is literally a couple of weeks before Christmas. But have you done your Christmas shopping, Bush? Have you put the baubles on the tree? Have you made your cakes and your mince pies? Are you in any way prepared? <laughs> I was going to sing it back to you, but if I can, <laughs> I've done. I've done the tree, not the Christmas shopping. Did you go real, Bush? I went real. We've good gone lad. real tree. Good lad. And when are you taking your tree down? January the second. Hello. Good. As agreed. Thank you. I will keep it up there, even though it is peripheral and uh, surplus to requirements. I will keep it up till January the second. Here's a thought for you. Okay. okay. I, in a slightly smug way, have almost finished. <sighs> Yes, my friend. Unbelievable. Almost finished. And that means, that doesn't mean just going into a shop and buying a present. Oh, no. I have wrapped, I have put ribbon, and I have written labels. Can I just say, you, your presents for us, myself and producer Louise last year, very good wrapping. Like, pr- almost professional standard wrapping. Thanks, gang. Do you know what? I really, really take a lot of pleasure in the absolute, it's almost tell Mel, really, in the pristine... A uh, kind of crease that you get with the paper and the uh, and the tiny bit of sellotape and the, uh, it's got to be absolutely perfect. Can I be honest with you, right? I would say wrapping presents for me is up there with the worst things on this planet, oh. such as putting a duvet cover on. It's hey, it's as annoying or uh, hanging the washing out you, as annoying. No, you've named three things that I love. Oh, I hate them. I love wrapping. I love putting on duvet covers and I love hanging out the washing. Are you insane, Bush? No, are you insane now? I think you're insane. No, you're the insane one. <laughs> Listen, I want to put this to you, okay? Right. I've been thinking about this a lot in the last week. Is there one gift, let's call it the Omni gift, this is the one present that you can literally buy for every single person. That includes the young, the old, the relative, the non-relative, the bin man. Yeah, even the bin man. Can I just say, for every single person, any ideas, Bushy? I love this. Can I just say I love this? Mm. I love the idea of an Omni gift. I love the idea of just going around the corner and getting like 25 of the same thing. But wouldn't that be brilliant? It'd be amazing. You'd know the size of the wrapping paper that is required to wrap it because the Omni gift is obviously the same every time. Yeah. So you could just cut a whole load of pieces of paper the same size. That would be quick. This is the ultimate life hack, Mel. Isn't it? The question is, what gift could it be? I'm going to put forward this idea. Okay. Marzipan fruit. Whoa. Marzipan, marzipan fruit. Oh, actually, for a five-year-old, not good. <laughs> Don't you have no, problems no, with nut you... allergies? Can you get a nut allergy yeah, from marzipan? Yeah, yeah. Non-nut allergy people. Do you know what? A child might like marzipan fruit because they'd go, oh, that's like Play-Doh and they play with it. Yeah, that's not bad. That is not bad. Yeah, and it's kind of a bit retro. It's got a little vintagey vibe. It's a little bit hackney. Yeah. Isn't it? What's uh, is Battenberg made of marzipan? Yes. And everyone loves Battenberg, don't they? Oh, I love Battenberg. I love a Battenberg, so I think that probably would work. Yeah. What about you, Bushy? Any ideas for the Omni gift? I was thinking Swiss Army knife. Oh. Because everybody has got an interest in one of the tools that's on it. 
That's true. Whether you're a knitter, a fisher. A, a bottle opener. Bottle opener, heavy a drinker. Gouger. Yeah, gouger. What? Uh, uh, now, how would how would a child fare <laughs> with a Swiss? Yeah, that is that is a problem. They could probably use it to cut mm. shapes in their marzipan. They've been around for years. Can I just say, I don't know if you've bought my present yet, but if you haven't, I'd be very interested in a Swiss Army knife. Would you? Do you want me to put you down for a Swiss Army knife on the Yes, please. Does it have a um, a uh, nail file on it? Yeah. I never file my nails, but I shall start. I was going to say what particular item on the, the Army knife interests you the most. Mini scissors for cutting threads. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'd also like... Uh, the Allen key one for putting together furniture. Oh, you want an Allen key on there as well. Is there an Allen key on a Swiss arm? There must be. Must be. Okay, that's a very good Omni gift. I think we've already got that sorted. Marzipan fruit and Swiss Army knife. There, we've done it. Boom. That is all your Christmas problems sorted in one. Righty hosky. Uh, now, oh, this is a long question. Um, oh, this is sweet. Oh. Hang on, there's a sting in the tail. <laughs> so it starts nice and then there's a sting. Bush, what did you last say to make things better that actually made things worse? Oh, my words. Oh, that's complicated. That is very complicated. Something I said to make things better but yeah. actually made things worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i tell you one that I always get in trouble with oh. with my other half, Katie. Yes. If I say to her that she looks cute in something, I look yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. She says, I don't want to be cute, Andy. I want to be sophisticated. And, oh. and I, you can't win. You get it wrong. And if I said to her, oh, you look sophisticated, she'd think I was taking the mick. Or would she then say, but I don't want to look sophisticated, I want to look, look cute. cute. That's exactly our relationship in a nutshell. <sighs> um, what have you said recently that tried to make things better and made things worse? I was trying to comfort my daughter, who'd had a bit of a tricky GCSE mock art exam. Yeah. She'd done five hours on a painting and she showed me a picture of it. She'd taken a picture with her phone. And I said, oh, it's really interesting. It's, it's quite surreal. And she, she took offence at that and, and she did cry a bit. Oh, no, she saw that as a slight on her artistic abilities. Yeah, she's got five hours left. They have another five hours next week to sort of... And then I did... Oh, I, 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 I said too much. I said, maybe try putting some light colour on it to um, highlight some of the features. <laughs> that was the wrong thing to say. It's you quite can't, intense. You can't win. No, you can never win. You can never win. Never win. But then I did make her some avocado on toast. Middle class. Yes. Tick. And she was very, very happy. I might make Katie some avocado on toast. It is the, I'm telling you, it is the best go-to 2017 snack into 2018. So if you get anything, maybe you get something wrong with someone, you've made a mistake, you said something you regret, make them avocado on toast. Exactly. Takes me back to the summer bushy, lying on a little rug. I saw Corin Bailey Ray at a festival. It was so fun. You had a great time at that festival, didn't you? Do you know you? what? It was the best weekend of the year. Really? Yeah. It was absolutely marvellous. Are you going to go back next so. time? Yeah, I'll be good. Oh, the weather was good. Yeah, you just need... Sometimes oh, with music festivals, if, if all the stars align, it's great. A lot of hand movements going on for me today. I feel almost a bit manic. Are you doing the little box? Dance step. Big box, small box. Big box, little box. Sack the shell. Supermarket troll leaves. Sack the shell. <laughs> oh, ledgy of ledge. Uh, it's the ledger of legends. If you don't know what this is, let me explain. It's where we basically nominate 
a beautiful thing that we think never gets talked about, sung about, sort of made much of. Yeah, it's kind of... Who used to do the TV show Hearts of Gold back in the day? Oh, do you know, I haven't thought about that for years. Is it Silla or is it Esther Ranson? I think it was Rance. Was it Rance? It's basically the radio version of Esther Ranson's Hearts of Gold, giving people who never get any credit the credit they deserve. Except often it's not people, it's objects. It's a good point. It was a bra, a sports bra a couple of weeks ago. I know, and, and Rick Astley's hair. And Rick Astley's hair a couple of weeks ago. And a sleeping bag and uh, a scab. Actually, take all of that back. <laughs> Um, now, with Christmas being just around the corner, as it is, yes. I'd like to nominate something quite Christmassy today Okay, uh, for the Ledge of Ledge. And today I'm going to put in... I sounded really posh then. Today I'm going to put in... Today, my dear people, <laughs> I shall put in... <laughs> I'm going to nominate, and I this, this is going to divide people. Okay. Glacé cherries. Whoa. Because, uh, yeah, you see, Maloney is looking like she wants to barf. She's doing the classic I'm about to barf face. The cheeks have puffed out. She looks a bit pale. <laughs> That's just a standard look. It really is, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Bush, <laughs> yeah. you are interested. I, the cherry for me is the main reason I eat a cherry bakewell. Oh, it's one of the best bits on it. People are so off glassy cherries. They're like, my children are a bit like that. Didn't like that. I love, love a glassy cherry. I can eat them out of the tub. That is pretty hardcore. I'll be honest with you, that's pretty hardcore. I don't know what makes a cherry glacé. It's sugar. Is it? And something else, something a bit liquidy. Are they real cherries or they just pretend cherries? Oh, now, hang on, no. I don't know if they're put in real. They might have something done to them before they're put in. But anyway, anyway, glacé cherries. Let's not let this get in the way of a cherry picture. Please, if you would, uh, make this the cherry on our radio cake and draw some glacé cherries. That's a good air guitar going on there, Mel. Uh, it's Mel G on Magic. It's time. Oh, hello, sailor. It is time for the bushy red letter day. Yes, it is. Have no fear. It is time for the bushy red letter day. Draw near. Bush, come on, spill them var beans. Well, it's December the 16th, Mel. Would you believe it? It's World Baker Cookie Day today. Hang on, last week pastry, this week cookie. What's going on? Some kind of cookery theme going on. Isn't it? But bake yourself a cookie today, folks. Take my advice. Lovely. Here are three facts about cookies. In 2013, mm-hmm. unknown perpetrators stole the gilded cookie hanging in front of the Balsen Company in Hanover, Germany. Is that a thing? It's a thing. And the thieves demanded that the company send 52,000 cookies to 52 charities. 52,000? cookies to 52 charities. So presumably they caught the thief. No, to be fair, the company sent all the cookies out to the charities and they gave them the big plastic metal cookie back. Isn't that amazing? So it wasn't a real cookie that they stole? No, it was like a metal one out the front of the shop. Okay. I was imagining it to be like uh, the Queen of Hearts. Oh, really? You know, and the, and the little knave came yeah. along and stole the tarts. But it was... It wasn't. It was, just a metal, it was a metal cookie. Carry on. Fact number two. Sesame Street in Nigeria has a version of Cookie Monster named Zobi the Yam Monster. That's great. Uh, since not many Nigerian children have as- access to cookies, the Aww. producers decided to give Zobi an insatiable craving for one of the country's staple foods. I've never eaten a yam. Oh, yes, I have eaten a yam. Is I it nice? Yeah, nice. I like the idea of yam. Actually, I lied. I haven't eaten a yam. You haven't had a yam? No. 
To anyone listening right now at EAM, get in touch. Good. Give us a review. Final final fact. In 2002, Bruce Willis bought 12,000 Girl Scout cookies from his daughter and sent them to troops in the Middle East and sailors in the, on the USS John F. Kennedy ship. Hang on, there's a lot of fact in there. His daughter is called Scout. Yes. So is she a Girl Scout as well? Oh, that's a good point. I was thinking she was a Girl Scout. No, his daughter's called Scout. Yeah. And she bought, he bought 12,000 cookies off her and sent them to troops. So ha- had she made them? Had she baked them? That's a very good point. There's, there's more questions than I have the actual resources to answer, Mel. I'll be honest All with right, you. All right, good. That's good. I've very just good. kind of said it and hoped that I could get away with it. You can't. Nothing, nothing escapes my eagle eye. You should know that. I think that is definitely the theme of today's show. Uh, Bush, now. How's your week been? It's been good, Mel. I, I want to ask your advice on an argument that my two friends have every year. Okay. Uh, lovely friends Brian and Jennifer Marshbanks from Falkirk in Scotland. Yeah. I was at university with Brian in America years back and we stayed friends ever since. Too much information, just get to the nub of the story. <laughs> well, basically, Brian and Jennifer who are married, right? Yes. Uh, they always have an argument on Facebook each year that their friends get involved with. Okay. And I love it. And I, I thought I'd put it to you guys and see what you reckon. Right, lovely. Come on. Uh, the question is this. Is Die Hard... A Christmas movie or not? <sighs> now, we all know Die Hard, Bruce Willis crawling around in the yes. vents of that hotel, yeah. uh, trying to escape the baddies and stuff like that, saves the day. It's on every Christmas, fair enough, but is it technically a Christmas movie? Brian thinks it definitely is. Jennifer is adamant, his wife Jennifer is adamant, it definitely is not a Christmas movie. Are there any elves in it? There are no elves at all. Are there any Christmas decorations in it? I think in the actual movie, it's, it's Christmas time in the hotel, so yes, there may be. Is there any chat about Christmas? A little bit at the start, but after that, probably not. Does Christmas play any part in the narrative, i.e., you know, is there a story about a child who's lost a present or something like that? No, nothing like that in Die Hard, no. Because you may be gleaning that I don't remember it very well. I remember Bruce Willis looking sort of charred and sweaty. In his vest. In his vest with with a sort of number two haircut. Yes. Running around the place, possibly in leather. A little bit of leather going on, I think, yeah. And also, Alan Rickman was the brilliant German bad guy. That's right. So it's a classic film, but <sighs> is it a Christmas film? They stick it on every Christmas. Now, when you say they stick it on, do you mean Brian and Jennifer or do you mean the broadcasters? I think the broadcasters and then Brian do and they? Jennifer watch it and then argue. Do they show Die Hard at Christmas? Every Christmas. I've never seen it. It's like a Christmas. tradition. What, what are we thinking? I'm, I'm torn. You see, for me, when I think of Christmas movies, I'm sorry, it's The Apartment, yeah. uh, which is more of a New Year's movie, I suppose, but similar uh, I'm thinking Elf I'm Elf. thinking It's a Wonderful Life uh, White Christmas yeah because uh, they're movies hard. about Christmas that's the whole thing it's about Christmas but then you know we were just talking in that song they put it on they put Die Hard on they as in the broadcasters every single Christmas every year like a tradition you see that's passed me by and I'm quite good on my radio times I yep. literally scour and I make little highlighting uh, motions with my pen on the things that I want to watch. <laughs> and um, that is totally, it's every Christmas. Yeah, every what, like Wizard Christ- of Oz. Yeah, it's up there with it. So on our Facebook page at the moment, get involved. Let's try and settle this once and yeah, for all for Brian and yeah, Jennifer because yeah. it's ruining their relationship this year. I was going to say, is it, is it a sort of thing that rumbles every time? It's like Den and Angie on Christmas Day oh, in EastEnders. No. Like that. It's so, the Christmas club all over again, isn't it? Big time. We need to sort it out. Um, do you think it's a guy-gal thing? Well, our producer Louise has a point on this. I'm going to interview her. Louise, what do you reckon? Here we go. 
Okay, so my thoughts are that boys, it's a real boy thing. They love having lunch and sitting down to watch Die Hard afterwards. Mm. And girls, not so much. So Mm. boys are really pioneering this Christmas tradition, but girls are having none of it. I think she might be right. There's something in it, isn't there? There is something in it, isn't there? Very good interviewing skills, Bush. Thanks very much. That was was ad hoc and on the hoof, and I appreciated that. I'm holding the microphone in my hand like a club singer. Strong. Uh, Good. It's good to sort that out. Let's hope that Facebook gives us good reaping. I don't even know what that meant. But anyway. It's time for a bit of podcasting. It's time to do the podcast. It's time time to to do do it now. It's time to shake the canister and then do the podcast. Keep that clap going. Producer Louise trying to clap in time with your song there. Keep going, Louise. Go on. To introduce our podcast, that's what we're here to do. It makes me really happy to give Andy Bush to you. Oh, that is so good. Boom. Thank you very much, Mel. Boom. What an intro. Here's a here's a note, a question left by someone in our office. Come on. Mel. Yes. Would you rather be itchy for the rest of your life oh. or sticky for the rest of your life? Itchy. Would you rather be itchy? Yeah, because at least with itchiness, you get some kind of pleasure in the itching whereas if you're sticky there is no pleasure at all in sort of flapping about from one part of your body to the other trying to get whatever it is that's sticky off unbearable that would be like torture there's no light at the end of the tunnel with stickiness is there at least with the itching okay I mean you're going to be seriously red if it's for, for, for life but at least you get the pleasure of the actual itching that's a very good point and it's almost like if you itch, sometimes maybe your leg might go like a dog. I love the yeah. way dogs' legs do that. What's your favourite place to itch? Uh, favourite place to itch would probably be, Mel, I like a good scratch of the neck, back of neck, oh. just below head. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you? What about you? Where's your favourite place to itch? Scalp. Good rubber the scalp. Oh, I love that. Do you know what I was singing this love the other it. day, right? I'd love to go for an Indian head massage. Oh, same. Never been for one. Name, no. Looks really know. good. Even that little bit when you go and have your hair done um, and they wash your hair and they yeah. give you a massage oh, in the... it's lovely, isn't, isn't it? that nice? Is an Indian head massage like a really hardcore? Is it very <laughs> scratchy, rubby, or is it quite mellow? I don't know. So I think it might be quite mellow. Oh, I like scratchy, rubby. Scratchy, rubby? Yeah. Maybe say that at the beginning. I'd like the head massage, just the standard head massage, please, but could it be more scratchy, rubby? I have arrived with my tweed bag of goodies, including some rather tough advice. Gordon here. I've got a date next week, and I was thinking about baking her a flan to try and make a good impression. What type of flan would you suggest? No flan, Gordon, is the only flan that I would bake, my dear. If somebody came up to me during a date and said, I've baked you a flan, I would think, and I would throw it in their face like a discus. Next, please. Hi, Mel, it's Kay. Please settle an ongoing office argument. We're making a cup of tea. Is it milk first, then a tea bag, then hot water, or milk last? Listen to me, my dear. You need a porcelain cup. None of your plastic, none of your Teflon, none of your polystyrene business. A porcelain cup. You thence put in a tea bag. You place on top hot water liberally. You steep, you steep, you steep it for a long time with a spoon. And then you add a dash of milk. Hmm? Clear? Next, please. Hi, Mel. It's Adrian here. Just putting our Christmas tree decorations up. And, um, well, the tree's all set. Just a bit bored of having the star at the top of the tree. I want to put something else up there. What would work? Put a picture of me in full tweed on the top, my dear. A full tweedy picture of Telmel on the top, grimacing down at you. Not full of Christmas cheer, no more bar humbug. <laughs> yes, put me up there, thank you. Oh, 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Hear more stuff like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic.